Welcome back to the Square Sports Land Frank podcast. I'm host this podcast, Land Frank. We're now in episode number 34. It's for 34 episodes through. NBA playing race coming down to the wire. The mobile is starting to take shape and so much more. So stay tuned for Square Sports Land Frank episode number 34. Let's get into it. Let's start with episode number 34, how we always do with our headlines in the NBA. Russell Westbrook has officially broken the NBA triple-double record set by Oscar Robertson. The most career triple-doubles. That is amazing. Russell Westbrook, we take him for granted. We do. Russell Westbrook, such an amazing player, okay? I wanted my Knicks to go after him last offseason because I thought the Knicks weren't going to be very good this year. I thought they weren't going to be a playoff team. I thought if we got Westbrook, then we would have been maybe a playoff team, maybe the eighth seed, but the Knicks are the four seed. Let's not take away from what Westbrook has done this season. With Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal's a bit hurt right now, but Westbrook having such a good season. I put him at number four or number five on my MVP list last week, having such a great season. People are saying Chris Paul should be in the MVP conversation. Chris Paul should be MVP. No, okay? Let me stop you there. Russell Westbrook should be in the MVP conversation. Russell Westbrook should maybe be MVP this season over Nikola Jokic because he's averaging a triple-double. It's not like a triple-double where it's like 10, 10, 10. No, this is like 21, 11, and 11, 12. This is an amazing season for Russell Westbrook. I'd probably say the best season of his career. You, you could make an argument for that first season without KD where he averaged 26 points, something like that, and a triple-double, his first career triple-double, the second player to ever do that. But for the last five seasons, he's averaged a triple-double. The one year... He didn't was the year in Houston where it wasn't a great year for him. It wasn't a great year for the Rockets. The last year with James Harden, the last year with Russell Westbrook, which was the first year, Russell Westbrook. But Russell Westbrook, such an amazing season this year, such an amazing player, will be a Hall of Famer one day. No debate about it. No debate about it, okay? You can't pretty much average a triple-double for your career not be in the Hall of Fame, no matter if you have 10 rings or no rings, okay? Russell Westbrook, such an amazing player. I hope he gets a ring one day. One of my favorite players to watch. One of the most electric players in the NBA, he is having such a great season. Russell Westbrook, he broke the NBA triple-double record. But now here in some other news, Jalen Brown is officially out for the season with a hand injury. And this is terrible, okay? Celtics, really fun team to watch. One of my favorite teams to watch. Having a bit of a rough season, but they got good talent. They got Jason Tatum. They got Jalen Brown. They got Kemba Walker. Are they even going to make the playoffs now? Are they going to get out of the play-in without Jalen Brown? Or maybe it could be one of those scenarios where we see another star takes over. And there's a dynamic duo. Maybe when one of them goes down, the team does amazing. When one of them goes down, they do better. Maybe that could happen. Maybe Jason Tatum will be the leader of this team. He's been all year, but take a bigger step up. Maybe lead them to like the playoffs. Lead them to a second round, which is going to be a hard thing to do because they're probably going to have to face off against the Sixers or the Nets because they're going to be in the play and they're either going to get the 8th seed or the 7th seed. I think they'd prefer to go up against the Sixers. But Jaden Brown, out for the season, such an amazing player to watch. Wasn't also this year. For the first time in his career, I hate to see it. Jalen Brown is done for the season, though. Now, my Knicks, I want to talk about them. The Knicks, they're struggling a bit. They're on their West Coast trip. They lost to the Suns. They got blown out by the Suns in the fourth quarter. But now, the New York Knicks, they beat the Los Angeles Clippers on Sunday. What an amazing win that was. What an amazing win. Without Emmanuel Quickly, Derrick Rose, maybe he should win most improved player. But no, I think Julius, the top three most improved player candidates should maybe be Julius Randle or Jay Barrett Derrick Rose. I'm not kidding, okay? I'm not kidding. The Knicks are the most improved team maybe the past five years, ten years, something like that. I'll bring up a did you know about the Knicks, what percentage, and they increase this season. But the Knicks, having such a great season, they beat the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard, with Paul George. A banged up Kawhi Leonard, but still, you beat the Clippers for the four seed, the three seed in the West right now? That is amazing amazing. 
I'm so happy. Knicks are doing well this year. My favorite team in the NBA, the New York Knicks. They're going to clinch the four seed. They will sweep the Hawks in a seven-game series. They will. They went 4 us. They're going to win that series. They're going to sweep the Hawks when it's 4-5 series because they're going to get home court advantage. First time in a while the Knicks have made the playoffs. First time in a while they're going to have home court advantage in a playoff series. I'm so happy that my Knicks are doing well this year. I am. What a great season so far for the Knicks. What a great season for Julius Randle. He deserves to be in the MVP conversation as well. Let's move to the MLB where there is a lot of news. Jacob DeGrom on my New York Mets, my other favorite New York team in MLB in baseball. He got put on the aisle. Is it going to be Tommy John? Not right now, but maybe if he re-aggravates it, it will probably definitely be Tommy John surgery. He'll be out for a year, maybe two years. I'm not even sure if Noah Syndergaard's coming back this year. Is anybody sure if Noah Syndergaard's coming back this year? I really am not. My thinking was if the Mets were doing decent this year, you know, borderline playoff team, wildcard team, Syndergaard was kind of struggling, having a decent year, then you trade him at the trade deadline. He's a free agent this offseason. You got to make sure, though, he's going to re-sign in the offseason. Sort of like an Aurelis Chapman situation where the Yankees traded him to the Cubs. They got Gleyber Torres in return just for Aurelis Chapman to re-sign with the Yankees in the offseason. If the Mets did that, Syndergaard, if he was healthy, that would be a perfect situation in my mind. It would be. But Jacob DeGrom is hurt. But the Mets are killing it. Patrick Mazika got it. I think it was like his MLB debut, and he got a walk-off hit. Diamondbacks manager doubted him. He thought he was the worst hitter in the lineup. So he walked. Jonathan VR. Patrick Mazika hit a walk-off single. What a game that was for the Mets. Mets are killing it as of late. Killing it. Five of their last five. Five game on streak. What a season so far for the Mets. They fired their two hitting coaches. You know, bit of bunch up and downs. Francisco Lindor finally picking things up. He hit a home run. Maybe onto a fist fight with Jeff McNeil. You never know. But Francisco Lindor picking things up. Mets picking things up. I'm very happy I'm in New York Mets this year. What is going on with the Los Angeles Dodgers? Okay, they were... Laying the world on fire. They were doing amazing at the start of the season. They were sweeping the Padres. They were doing amazing. They lost five straight series. And Trevor Bauer's not happy. I watch his YouTube videos. He does not look happy. He's not happy with the Dodgers. He said, oh, why didn't I just sound the Mets? I came here to win. Yeah, you should have signed with the Mets, Trevor Bauer. You will regret that mistake if you don't win the World Series this year. You will regret not signing with the Mets if you don't win the World Series this year with the Dodgers. Dodgers not laying the world on fire. They're not. What's going on with them? They're struggling. Leave in the comment section what you think is wrong with the Dodgers. But that's about it for the headlines this week. Now, top five. Today's top five is top five most exciting players in the MLB right now. Okay, what I mean by exciting is bat flips, crazy plays, home runs. Not home run strikeout walk. Okay, Aaron Judge, not on this list. We're not on this list. Because all you do is it's either a home run, a strikeout, or a walk. It's basically what it is. But I want to see guys who do bat flips, who give excitement to the game. Like Fernando Tatis, like Ronald Acuna. Players like that. Let's hop into it. My top five most exciting players to watch in the MLB. I'm going to give one honorable mention. It's my chair saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. The best player in the MLB. The best player of this decade. Last decade. He's not a top five most exciting player in the MLB. No, he's not. Because what excitement does Mike Trout bring to the game? If you're a fan who doesn't want to sit there for a three-hour game, you want to see bat flips, you want to see crazy plays... You want to see excitement, fights, stuff like that. Mike Trout isn't very appealing. He's, Mike Trout's basically the best player in baseball right now. He's the Michael Jordan of baseball for the younger generation, you could say. But if you ask a basketball fan who doesn't watch MLB, they would have no clue who Mike Trout was. Mike Trout isn't very popular. He could be. That's what Rob Manfred said. But he doesn't want to be. Mike Trout, not very exciting, but the home runs. Maybe the best season of his career this year. That's 
why he's an honorable mention on this list. My first honorable mention, Mike Trout. Now, another honorable mention, Tim Anderson. You're saying, who's Tim Anderson? Tim Anderson is the shortstop of the Chicago White Sox. He had a great season last year. He had a great season before that. He, you know, gets in fights sometimes because he does crazy bat flips, but that's what's saying about the game. He's not always going to be an all-star. That's why he's not top five, but he's an honorable mention. Tim Anderson, such a fun player to watch. Such a fun player to watch. Not appealing to the old MLB fans, but to the younger generation of baseball, he's very appealing. Tim Anderson, such a great player to watch. Such a fun player to watch. My second honorable mention. Now, let's hop into the top five most exciting players in MLB. Number five, Giancarlo Stanton. You're saying, whoa, Carl Stanton. Home run, strikeout, walk. Not all the time. He had a walk-off against the Nationals, having a great season so far, Jake Carlstan. He's been hurt the past couple years, but now he's back and he's having a great season. I read a stat that he has 17 hits over 100, like 10 miles per hour, and like every MLB team only has like five, except for the Yankees. That is insane, okay? Jake Carlstan's such an awesome player to watch. Okay? The ball goes scorching off of that. 110 miles per hour off the bat. A lot of home runs this season. Maybe he has a chance to win MVP, John Carlstan. But fifth most exciting player to watch in the MLB right now, Carl Stanton. Number four, Ronald Acuna Jr. Okay, if I was a Braves fan, he would be my favorite player ever. And he would be probably the most exciting player because Ronald Acuna Jr., the new generation of baseball, he, Ozzy Albies, that Braves team, so much talent, just not great pitching, stuff like that. That's still holding them back a bit. But they can get things picking up, Mike Sirocco, Max Reed, and they can be a great team this year. They can. They can win that division. They can win that in the least. They can make the World Series like they were supposed to last year, but they blew through and lead. This is about Ronald Acuna. Such an exciting player. Bat flips, showboating. That's what I want to see in an MLB player. That's what I want to see. Home runs, all of that. Fast, steals bases. Ronald Acuna, the fourth most exciting player in the MLB. Number three, Mookie Betts. Okay, Mookie Betts is insane in the field. It's a lot of home runs. Mookie Betts, such an exciting player to watch. He was so exciting to watch on the Red Sox. He's probably even more exciting to watch now on the Dodgers. One of the best fielders in the game. One of the best hitters in the game. Sorry, Christian Yelich. You're not one of the best hitters. You're not top three hitter in baseball right now, okay? You had a rough season last year. You're having a tough go of things this season. A bit hurt, but Mookie Betts. Such an exciting player to watch. Such an exciting player to watch. On a struggling Dodgers team right now, but I think the Dodgers still make the World Series. This is like when the Dodgers made the World Series in 2017 against the Astros, and then the next season they got off to a terrible start, but they still made the World Series against the Red Sox. I think they can definitely still make the World Series this year, the Dodgers, led by Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts, such an exciting player to watch. Such an exciting player to watch. The third most exciting player to watch, in my opinion, Mookie Betts. Number two, Shohei Otani. Okay, when you can pitch a ball 100 miles per hour and then that same inning hit a ball 100 miles per hour, I've said that so many times, you are one of the most exciting players to watch in sports. Sports, not just baseball. Sports. One of my favorite players to watch right now. Shohei Otani, such an amazing player, such an amazing player. Tired for the most home runs right now, okay? When it's all said and done, if he stays healthy, his whole career is going to be a Hall of Famer. I stand by that opinion. He will be. Such an amazing player, Shohei Otani. Such an amazing player. Second most exciting player to watch in baseball right now, Shohei Otani. Number one, okay? It's a bit obvious. It's not Juan Soto. Juan Soto wasn't even on this list because he's having a rough go of things. He's here, he's hurt, all that. I'm going to say it's Fernando Tatis Jr., the popular pick, probably if baseball players made a vote, it would probably be Fernando Tatis Jr., but such an awesome player. Trolling Trevor Bauer, trolling all these guys, such an awesome player to watch. Bad flips, home runs, all of that, showboating. 
That's why he's the most exciting player in baseball. And I'm one of the most exciting athletes in sports right now, like Shohei Otani. But that's about for my top five most exciting players in baseball. Now, leave in the comment section who your top five most exciting players in baseball in the comment section. Now, MVP, LVP. MVP this week is Russell Westbrook. If you're not going to say Russell Westbrook is MVP this week, what are you thinking? Okay, Russell Westbrook, such an amazing season. Such an amazing season. I touched on in the headlines. I'm going to touch on here again. 20 points. 11 rebounds. 11 assists. There's oh, that's a good game. No, that's what he's averaging this season. This season. Russell Westbrook, such an amazing season. Such an amazing week. Breaking the triple-double record in a career. MVP this week, no doubt about it. Russell Westbrook, LVP. Okay, we have an all pick. I'm gonna say Ken Bazemore. Okay, you're Ken Bazemore been playing bad lately, no. But his tweets have been bad. Okay, he said he's taking a shot at Bradley Beal. Who is Ken Bazemore taking a shot at Bradley Beal? He's hyping up his teammate Steph Curry. Okay, Ken Bazemore, do you think you're a better player than Bradley Beal? You can say, oh, Steph's a better player than Bradley Beal. But who? Why? Because you're nowhere near Bradley Beal's level. You're nowhere near an All Star level. You said some weird things this year. Ken Bazemore, absolutely nowhere near Steph Curry's level or Bradley Beal's level. When you're one of the worst players on your team and you're one of the worst talented teams outside of Steph Curry in the NBA, you can't be saying stuff like that, taking shots at Bradley Beal, okay? Bradley Beal's right to fire back, okay? Ken Bazemore, you were LVP this week, no doubt about it. Not because you're playing, but because the things you've said, your comments. Ken Bazemore, easily LVP this week, easily. Leave in the comment section, MVPs. In the comment section, your LVP is. That's bad for your MVP, LVP this week. Now, did you know? We gave a little bit of a hint. Didn't know it would be in the headlines, but this week's video knows. Didn't know the New York Knicks, the win percentage this season is 0.559. An amazing win percentage. Last season, it was 0.207. That is the eighth largest jump in win percentage in NBA history, okay? Eighth largest jump in percentage in NBA history. It's not like... They had stars sitting out. I mean, last season, the Warriors, they were a terrible team. And people said, oh, they could win the championship next year with Clay and stuff. But no, they're not going to. But next, pretty same team almost. Just Emmanuel quickly, Derrick Rose, Benad, RJ Barrett was on the team last year. Julius Randle was on the team last year. What an amazing season for the Knicks so far. What a jump from last season. Got Tom Thibodeau, who has made Julius Randle's game so much better, so much better. People were clowning the Knicks when they signed Julius Randle because they didn't want to offer the max to KD and Kyrie, okay? This move by the Knicks was amazing, okay? You know, KD and Kyrie, the Nets can have them. I would rather have Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, and Damian Lillard next year. I would, okay? That team would have a better shot of winning a championship because that team has better chemistry. If it was... James, I mean, maybe if Katie and Kyrie came to the Knicks, the Knicks would have James Harden right now. That's the thing that stings a bit, that the Knicks would have James Harden if Katie and Kyrie came. But I'm happy with Julius Randle. I'm happy with Archie Barrett, and I'd be ecstatic if they got Damian Lillard in the offseason. I would be. What a jump in one percentage. What a season for the Knicks. Did you know that? Leave that in the comment section. Now, look ahead. When was the last time we did a look ahead? But it's here. Ranking the rookie players. Rookie offense players who have the best season. Who will be the best rookie quarterback this year? Who will be the best rookie running back? Who will be the best rookie wide receiver? Who will be the best rookie tight end? Offensive edition this week. Okay, I did my offensive big board before the draft. I said I was going to do defense. I didn't do defense, but I promise I will do defensive. On the defensive side of the ball, who will have the best season? Who will be the best safety? Be the best defensive end? 
that's for next episode. But for this week, who will be the best at quarterback? Who will be the best at running back, wide receiver, and tight end? Let's hop into it. Quarterback. Okay, I felt long and hard about this one. I thought maybe Justin Fields, but what if Justin Fields doesn't win the job and he struggles? What about Trey Lance? He's on a great team, but what if Trey Lance doesn't win the job? Zach Wilson playing in the best defensive division in football, best coach division in football, arguably. Trevor Lawrence playing in the probably the worst division in football, the AFC South. The Texans, not going to be good this year. Titans, okay, but bad defense. Yeah. Jaguars are in it. Colts, yes, they're probably the best team in it by far. But Trevor Lawrence, he's going to have a good year. He is. He's going to be the best rookie quarterback by far. By far. He will be. Zach Wilson, I'm sorry, you're going to start the whole season. You said, oh, I have to earn the job. Who's going to beat you? James Morgan, Mike White, both day two, day three picks from a couple seasons ago? No. That's the Jets QB room. It's going to be Zach Wilson. He's going to struggle. He's going to throw a lot of interceptions. But he can maybe throw a lot of touchdowns. Maybe he'll throw 20 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. That's just throwing things out there. Trevor Lawrence is going to be the best rookie quarterback this year by far. He will be. Running back. Who will be the best rookie running back this year? Okay. Not Najee Harris, not Travis Etienne. It's not a running back who's taken on day two and everything. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not a running back taken on day two or day one. Not second round running back, not third round running back, or first round running back. No. Okay. Because Najee Harris, they have other running backs on that offense. And he's playing in a great division. The Browns, great defensive line. The Ravens, great defense. Teams like that. Okay. With the Bengals, not a great defense. Najee Harris is going to struggle a little bit in his rookie year. Travis Etienne, I don't see him having a great rookie year on the Jaguars with that offensive line, plus Steelers' offensive line deteriorating. A bit of Alejandro Villanueva leaving. But who I think will be the best rookie running back is Michael Carter. Okay, you're saying, whoa, which one? Which one from the Jets drafted two Michael Carters, one from North Carolina, one from Duke? A bit odd, never happened before and from out of schools. But Michael Carter, running back North Carolina, he had... I think third most rushing yards in college football last year, ahead of his teammate, Javante Williams. A lot of people were picking a win offense rookie there. No, because he dives into contact. He's playing on a decent O-line, not a great offense with the Denver Broncos. So I think Michael Carter is going to get the most of the snaps on the Jets. In the running back room, not the greatest running back room. Who's going to Frank Gore? Okay. Or Michael Pirine? No. Michael Carter going to have a great rookie year. He's going to be the best rookie running back coming out of his class. You can beat me on You can. Leave in the comment section who you think best rookie running back, but I think it'll be Michael Carter. Wide receiver, okay, Devontae Smith. Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase has not played football. He's not played a game in a game in over a year. Only 15 career starts. Think about that, okay? You have only 15 career starts at the collegiate level. Now you're trying to, and you haven't played football. You haven't played a game of football, organized game, in over a year, and you think you can be offensive rookie of the year. You think you can break every Bengals record maybe later on in your career, but no, not this season. No, Devontae Smith on that offense, okay? But a lot of people are dying the Eagles, a little bit of me. Jalen Hurts, he's got some guts, okay? I thought they maybe should have traded up and taken Trey Lance, so maybe they should trade up to three, taking Trey Lance before the Dolphins trade that picked the four nice. But no, they didn't. They've tried some Jalen Hurts. They do, so do I. Okay, Devontae Smith, going to have a great rookie year. He is. He's going to be the best Rookie wide receiver ahead of Jamar Chase, ahead of Jam Waddle. He will be. Tight end. Kyle Pitts, everybody. Okay, I'm also very high on Pat Fryer. But this is a slam dunk pick. Okay, Kyle Pitts can have a great rookie year. I didn't think it was a good pick by the Falcons to take him. I thought they should have taken a quarterback like Justin Fields or Mac Jones, straight down for Mac Jones. They didn't. They took Kyle Pitts. They did. He's going to have a great rookie year. 
But that's about it for look ahead. Who I think will have the best rookie year in all the offensive positions. That's about it for a look ahead this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Okay, let's do something we haven't done in a while. Bull takes. My five bull takes for the NBA playoffs and the NBA playing tournament. Let's hop right into it. Number five. The Denver Nuggets, without Jamal Murray, will make the conference finals. Again, okay? You can spoot me out. You can. And I'm going to say who is against later on in a segment. But they will make the conference finals again. They will be. That's the first bullet take. Number five. Number four. The Utah Jazz will go seven games with whoever they face in the first round. Whether it's the Lakers or whether it's the Warriors, whether it's the Spurs or the Grizzlies. One of those teams. They're going to go seven games with them. I am not high on the Jazz, everybody. Okay, people. Jazz... Best record in the NBA, but they're not the best team in the NBA. They're not a top three team in the NBA. You can dispute. I can maybe even think they're not a top five team in the NBA. Okay, they're going to go seven games with whoever they face in the first round. They will. Not saying they're going to lose, but they will go seven games. No debate about it. Number three, the Boston Celtics don't make the playoffs. You're saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I think they lose both playing games. Both. Currently, they're sitting seven right now, but without Jalen Brown. You know, it's hit or miss. They, maybe they could go Jason Tatum. Maybe he can lead them to, like, the second round. Or maybe they can lose both games. It's a scenario like that. Boom, bust. It's going to go one way. It's not going to be in the middle. They're either going to do great or they're going to do terrible. Jalen Brown. This team's going to miss him. Okay, the Celtics are going to miss him. And they're not going to make the playoffs. They're not. They're not going to get out of the playing tournament. They will not. Number two. If it's Suns, Lakers in the first round. If it's 2-7, two, two Suns, seven Lakers. I have the Lakers winning that series. I had them winning that series in six games, four or two. Okay, I the Suns team, a bit inexperienced. Devin Booker in his sixth season in the NBA, but he's only 24 years old. Chris Paul, a big veteran, but outside of that, you got Mikael Bridges, young. Cameron Johnson, young. Cameron Payne, young. Okay, they lost to the Lakers the other night where Anthony Davis just went off. They couldn't guard him, and then mix LeBron in there. You think you can beat them in a seven-game series? The last time LeBron James made the playoffs and didn't make the finals, was when he was in Cleveland. The first stint, everybody. The first stint. Okay? LeBron makes the playoffs this year. They're going to make the finals. They will. Okay. Number one. I already said it, but the Los Angeles Lakers will make the finals this year, and it will be a Brooklyn Nets Los Angeles Lakers finals. Okay? It will be. You can dispute me. You're going to say, oh, the Lakers are the seventh seed. How are they going to make the finals? They might not even make the playoffs. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis finally heating up. Catavius Caldwell, Pope, Alex Caruso. All these guys. This team's going to be good, okay? They're going to be very, very good. Dennis Schroeder, okay? They're going to make the finals this year, the Los Angeles Lakers. You can just be me on it, but that's my number one bull take. The finals this year will be Lakers-Nets. In the comment section where your top five bull takes are, down below. Now, is there trouble in the Frozen Thunder, everybody? Okay. Aaron Rodgers, as we all know, he wants out. Some people aren't believing it. Some people are. Some people think if they get Julio Jones, then they'll be fine. They'll make up. He'll be back with them next season, and they'll make the conference championship again. I think he has other plans. Okay, I don't think it's the players that's holding Aaron Rodgers back. They have a great roster. The Packers a great roster. He's got Devontae Adams. You know, maybe they could help a bit more in the draft all these years. But he's got Aaron Jones, a running back, just resigned. I mean, he had a good season last year. He's going to have a great season this year. But they got a great defense. They did lose his center, Corey Lindsley, in the offseason. But I don't think it's the players, okay? I think it's he doesn't like Matt LaFleur. He doesn't like Matt LaFleur, and he doesn't like Brian Gutekunst. And when you're an NFL team, Matt Murphy, president of the Packers, you can't fire your GM and your 
coach just for one player when you have that great of a roster, okay? When that happens, you've got to say, let's restart and let's get Matt Barkley in free agency because that's about it what the free agency mark is like right now, okay? You don't like Jordan Love, apparently. They wanted to get another quarterback, but the free agent market right now is about Matt Barkley, everybody, okay? I don't think if they get Julio Jones, this can be repaired. I really don't. I think his list is the Giants, Denver, 49ers if they trade Trey Lance to the Packers because that definitely could happen if the 49ers do get him. And maybe the Raiders, okay? I think that's what's going to happen, okay? No matter if they get Julio Jones or not. It's a personnel issue. It's a front office issue. He doesn't like Matt LaFleur, and he hates Brian Gutekunst, but you can't fire them both with that great of a roster, okay? You just cannot. You know, there's no free agent market for quarterbacks right now. There was at the start of the offseason. You know, you got Ryan Fitzpatrick, other guys, but nothing right now, okay? Matt Berkeley. You want to get him as your starting quarterback over Jordan Love? Be my guest. But you're not going to be a good team next year if you do that. No matter what's surrounding him. Because you have Devontae Adams. How, who's going to get the ball to Devontae Adams? Apparently Jordan Love stinks. They hate him. They don't hate him. But they don't think he can be their starting quarterback this season or maybe not even next season. Okay. Not a great season. Not a great end to the season last year for the Packers, obviously. Losing the NFC Championship game. I think right when that play happened, when they said, I'm not going for it on fourth down. Not before. I think that's when it all got shattered. I do. Okay, that's about it for Tubman Tundra. Leave in the comment section, do you think Aaron Rodgers will come back to the Packers next year? And if you don't, leave in the comment section which team you think will pick him up down below. Now, you know we always do this NFL mock drafts, picks one through five. Let's do our first ever NBA mock draft for this year. We did it from last year, right before the draft, picks one through 14, the whole lottery. But picks one through five. My version 1.0, my 2021 NBA mock draft. And the NBA draft order hasn't been finalized yet. It doesn't go by record, really. It's the lottery. So I put in a lottery draft simulator. It was one Pistons, two Rockets, three Thunder, four Raptors, and five Cavs. Which could definitely happen. So, let's hop into it. With the first overall pick in my NBA mock draft version 1.0, the first pick, I have the Detroit Pistons taking Cade Cunningham, moving him to small forward, pairing him up, with Killian Hayes, or maybe they can move him uh, point guard, they can run, you know, where they split, taking up the court, Killian Hayes and Kate Cunningham, because I am high on Killian Hayes, and I am very high on Kate Cunningham. He can shoot. Some people are saying he's the next Paul George, some people are saying he's the next Russell Westbrook. Great player, Kate Cunningham. The best player in this draft class. He's going to go number one overall, the Detroit Pistons. Number two, the Rockets. I have the Rockets taken, with the worst team in the NBA right now, Jalen Green shooting guard out of the G League. The G League. Okay. If he went to college, he said, he said he would be the number one pick right now, and I don't doubt that. Maybe the media will, but, you know, teams, they get insight in these things, okay? They're checking his film from these games, okay? The average fan won't be, but the team, or the teams will be, and they might get a different perspective of who's the number one pick this year. They will be. Who's the best prospect in this year's class? I think by the end of June, right before the draft, I think there's a chance there's a different case about who's the number one player in this draft. I think there will be. I think there's a chance that we say Cade Cunningham's second best player in this draft class and we say Jalen Green best. I think there's a very high chance that happens. A very high chance. But for now, I don't think he's the best player in this draft class. I think he's the second best player in this draft class. I have the Houston Rockets taking Jalen Green shooting guard. Okay, number three. The Oklahoma City Thunder are on the clock. I have them taking Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs, good player. Really, really good player. Had a great season. Gonzaga last year. Okay, some people were comparing the 
Russell Westbrook, no, he's not going to be the next Russell Westbrook. He's not going to average a triple-double Jalen Suggs. And he's just, you know, a normal point guard. He's going to be a good point guard in the league. He's the third best player in this draft class. He is. So I have him going third overall to the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's a good fit for Shai Gilgis-Alexander. If you have that core, Jalen Suggs at point guard, Shai Gilgis-Alexander at shooting guard, or maybe the other way around. You have Lou Dort, Lexi Pokersvedge. That could be a great team in years coming. And then you get another guy. It's going to be a great team. Okay. They will be a good team coming up in the future with their 30 billion draft picks. Sam Presti has put together. He's got a draft pick. The 2035 second round pick. He's traded for that already pretty much. Okay. So, Thunder doing a good rebuild. Not a quick rebuild. It's going to take a while. But once all said and done, I think there's a very high chance they won a championship with this score. I do. Jalen Suggs. I have him going third overall to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And fourth, the Toronto Raptors. Okay. You know, in the lottery simulator, right now they're not the fourth worst team in the NBA. They're up there, but they're top ten, but not the fourth. Okay. But there's a high chance they can maybe get the number one pick. They can maybe get the number two pick. They have the number four pick in this lottery right now. And with that pick, I think they take Evan Mobley. They pair him up with Pascal Siakam. Okay. Jalen Suggs is off the board. I think if Jalen Suggs was still on the board, there's a chance they go him to replace Kyle Lowry. If Kyle Lowry resigns, and then you have Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, and Evan Mobley. You're a playoff team next year, okay? And you got Gary Trent. You're definitely a playoff team next year, okay? I hope they keep on to Cal Lowry. I hope if Evan Mobley is available, they take him. There's a chance they take Jonathan Kuminga. There really is, okay? I've read that they like him. Jonathan Kuminga, good player. Really, really good player. He is. But I have them taking Evan Mobley center out of USC. What a great season he had. Led USC to delete it with his brother. Great season for Evan Mobley last year. I think he goes fourth overall to the Toronto Raptors. Number five, I had the Cleveland Cavaliers taken. Jonathan Kaminga, who I just mentioned, okay? You get to pair him up with Isaac Okoro. That's a great team. A great team. Darius Garland at point guard. Colin Sexton at point guard. If you want to put there, maybe if Kevin Love decides to stay, which probably won't happen. Okay. This would be a very, very, very good team. I'm not kidding. It would be. I'd be very happy if Jonathan Kaminga went to the Cavs. That would be. And I think there's a very high chance it does happen. That's about for my first mock draft, version 1.0, picks 1 through 5. We'll do another mock draft in a couple weeks, maybe when the draft lottery is finalized. But that's about it for my NBA mock draft 1 through 5. Leave your mock draft picks 1 through 5 in the comment section. Now, best for last question today. Today's question is Who's the best team in the MLB? Is it the Giants? Is it the Red Sox? We're the fourth worst team. MLB last year, but some are saying they're the best team in MLB right now because they got out. They have Alex Verdugo. They have great pitching staff. They have a great team. Is it the Athletics? Is the Dodgers still? If you think they're the most talented team in MLB, I think they might still win the World Series, which they definitely have a chance to win the World Series. They're just in a bit of a slump right now. Is it the Mets? A New York Mets? It might be. In the comment section, you think the best team in MLB? That's part of the question this week. That's about for Squared Sports Lane Frank episode number 34. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter at Squared Sport. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and root for the best sports content in the world. We'll see you back here next week for episode number 35. <laughs>